It's gone now. <laughs> um, New Year starts tomorrow morning. And uh, this time last year, of course, we, we, we had a New Year's Day morning meeting, as I, I think. That's right. So we, we prayed that morning, and I felt we'd do it again for this New Year's Eve. Right? We're, we're kind of, this is, I know crossover midnight tonight, but let's, let's concentrate this morning on facing into a new year together. You see, we could look back over 2017, but I think that would be time-consuming. And I'd rather ask the question, what will 2018 be like? And I do not mean que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, as the, they were playing on the radio when I was a little kiddie. Right. We're not fatalists where people of faith. We live by faith. We ask of the Lord and receive from him. So to put that another way, while, are we content for life to be the same this year as last year? Is anybody up for just more of the same? So we're hungry for change, for better, for more. So what do we want to see change, improve, grow in 2018? So we're going to do some praying about that this morning. Let me give you a few pointers, first of all, practical things. Most of you know, will know I don't subscribe to the decree, decree and declare fad that infects much of Pentecostal and charismatic church today. It's not based in scripture. I can argue with you about the Job scripture people use on that one. It's arrogant and egotistic. It defies the teaching of our Lord Jesus. And by the way, I've got some, only about 10 copies here, five, five copies, I didn't print many at all, on uh, Jesus on prayer. It's just the words of Jesus from the Gospels, and a couple of examples of him praying. And if you look at how Jesus taught prayer and how he prayed, it isn't the way people do it today. A lot of what we've heard about prayer today is frankly made up. So it defies his teaching. Jesus prayed and petitioned the Father. Scripture says he still makes intercession for us. But there is a, a subtle idea that gets in, we can do something better than praying, like decreeing or declaring or whatever else. It's a lie. And I would say it's part of the devil's work to divert us and to disarm us. Yet we are to do, use Scripture to present our case to God. If we know what Scripture says, if we know we have a promise in Scripture, we come and present it to the Lord and argue our case before him. Lord, please, would you please do this because you promised you would. We ask on the basis of Scripture, on the basis of his promise. Jesus quoted Scripture when he prayed. Give you a wonderful example. Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah and he found in the book of Jeremiah that the Lord had said, I'll only exile you to Babylon for 70 years. That they would be in captivity in Babylon for 70 years. And it's the 60-something year of their captivity. And Daniel does what? Decrees and declares it? No. He gets on his knees and he prays. He prays that the Lord will fulfill his promise and bring them back out of captivity. And then there's, 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 there's some kind of battle that goes on and, and the angel comes to speak to him. It's a tremendous thing. But his response to the promise was to pray. That is the biblical response to, prophet, to, 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 to the words of prophecy and, and word, words of you know, ordinary prophecy, of the gift of prophecy. We respond by responding to the Lord in prayer. It isn't about grab it and run or name it and claim it. Okay. Most of my praying, to be honest with you, is done over an open Bible. I'm responding to the word there. I'm praying it back to the Lord. He says something to me about, you know, 
family, kids, whatever, I pray it, you know. Um, that, that's kind of how I do it. Um, I don't know any other way. I'm not a great prayer warrior, so I have to be led by the scriptures into what, how I'm going to pray. Sorry, we should have gone back to the Mac. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I've been thinking. <laughs> okay. Got to skip through a few here. I've got to... Oh, yeah, I like that picture. Look at that. New Year prayer. See where the roots are? Prayers are the roots of fruit. You want to see something grow? You pray. You want to see something be fruitful? You pray. Prayer is the root work of Christianity. Prayer is making requests. The heart of prayer is to make request of God. You say, well, I think the heart of prayer is worship. No, worship is worship. It's very good. It's wonderful. And praise is praise. And singing is singing. And, and they're all good. They're part of our Godward relationship. But prayer is to be, is make requests of the Lord. That's what it means in Scripture, to make our requests of the Lord. So heaven is asking us today, okay, what do you want? Bring your requests. What do you hope for? What do you dream for? See, here's a uh, sobering scripture from James. You do not have because you do not ask. Ooh. We just put up with nothing. We put up with less. We put up with the way it is. We do not have because we do not ask. Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Not going to be open to you. Come on. You ask and don't receive because you're asking with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. James makes two points there. We don't have because we don't ask. And when we do ask, it's often only self-seeking. Bless me, give me, prosper me. So this morning, I want us to ask of the Lord, what change do we want to see in 2018? We want to ask him for those things. And another practical point or two. Okay. On our own, some people are real prayer warriors and they'll just keep going for you know, hours praying. But like running or walking a long distance. But when we share in prayer together, it's better to think of being in a relay. We pray a sprint and then pass the baton. Yeah? Pray for a short time, let someone else step in and pray some more. The practical lessons of 1 Corinthians 14 and the heart and attitude lessons of 1 Corinthians 13 also apply to our times of shared prayer. We're in this together. We want to hear one another and join in in one another's prayers. It's a time to contribute, to give and to receive in love for one another. Be ready to listen to and agree with the prayers of others. And I'll tell you how we agree with this incredible old-fashioned word, amen. You can say it Hebrew style, or, or, or uh, I know it better from, uh, from uh, um, Arabic, strangely, because I spent a bit of time in North, America, North Africa, rather. I mean, I mean, they go. <laughs> what is that? It's amen. Amen is powerful if you mean it. If it's not just a knee-jerk, yeah, 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 yeah. When you say, amen. I agree with that prayer. That's my prayer too. I'm not even going to step in there and think I can improve on it. I just agree with that prayer. All right? You affirm before God that what your brother and sisters just asked the Lord is what you're asking as well. It's your prayer too. Me too, Lord. 
People, you know, hashtag me too things nowadays, don't they? Well, my men is the me too, amen. My prayer as well. So just by adding and meaning your amen, there's an agreement in our praying together. Then, one last thing. In the name of Jesus is not an incantation. It's not magic words that make something happen. It actually means we're praying for his sake. We're praying something for his glory, for the extension of his kingdom. Therefore, if it's me-centred, it can't be in the name of Jesus. It's got to be for his sake. You know the Lord's Prayer finishes up with, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. It's not about me, it's not about us. So what we're asking has to be for his sake, not, 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 not our, our own personal you know, agenda. So we're taking six main headings for our prayers this morning. Those were prayer points. I'm way out of line. These are the six headings. Personal, change in ourselves. Family, change in our family. How wide is family? As wide as you've got time to pray for. Change in our work, in our workplace and in a, as us as employees and how we handle ourselves at work. We could all learn some more wisdom. As to, and we all need more grace in our workplace. We need to take our faith into it. I'll preach in a minute. In our church, change, growth, fruit in our church. Change, growth, gospel, godliness in our town. And then lastly, in our nation. And I said there were six people. In fact, the person I asked to finish on praying for personal was Kevin. But, and he said, I'm going to try my best to be here, but in fact, he couldn't be here today. Uh, mostly because he's recovered from fruit, but Helen now has it, so he's probably came for Helen. Let me give you a famous scripture to get us started into personal. 2 Chronicles 7.14. How many of you know this verse? During the seventh, late 70s, this was all over the place because... Uh, um, Come Together in Jesus' Name was a, music, a Christian musical that went around. I was playing guitar in it in East End, believe me. Uh, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face. There's no, none of that other stuff. It's, it's pray, seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, will deal with them, and will heal their land. If my people will come to me and ask me to help them, to sort them out, humble themselves, pray, see my face. We're praying for change in ourselves. Let me give you some headlines, then I'm going to ask you to get into those groups of three to five or so. You see, we have to start here. Prayer isn't about us, but we do have to start with us in the things we're asking of the Lord in this way. All God's work all his renewing and reforming activity starts with the individual heart. God started a reformation by lighting a fire in the hearts of two or three people. One of them was Martin Luther. Change always starts in the heart of the individual. Jesus told us that righteousness, godliness, is living from the heart outwards. And impurity is not the things that you touch or eat. You're not made unclean by the things you handle. But uncleanliness comes from your heart. So does godliness come from our heart. We live from our hearts. So change needs to start in our hearts. Change out there, change in them. We're, we're very good at thinking about them. Yeah? Starts with change in me. 
And the year ahead will be no different or better than the one disclosing if I do not, if I set out to be just the same and do the same. If you want the same outcome, just keep doing the same you've been doing. That's a management uh, principle. So we're going to ask that we start the new year, not just with good intentions, but with a plan for action. We're going to pray that we may be more thoroughly Christian, those who love and serve the Lord. We're going to ask that we learn to be more faithful and obedient to him. Listen, why don't we ask him that we learn to love prayer and to reading our Bibles more? You say, well, that's a heart issue. Exactly. So we open our hearts to him and pray for the state of our hearts. Ask that we become more sensitive and serious about sin in our own lives, that we may learn that joy is never found in rebellion, but in the reign of God. The second greatest commandment is love your neighbour as yourself. So all we wish and ask for for ourselves should at least be equally our prayer and ambition for those around us, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So we pray for ourselves. And... uh, Could you get into your groups, please? You can move some chairs. You can stand up and stand around in a group for a few minutes or you can shift around in your chairs. Please go and find two, three more people. And uh, let's pray for ourselves, for change in ourselves. uncles and aunts and grandparents we ask for your wisdom and help as our roles change throughout our lives we pray for those raising young children and particularly those who parent alone may they find their strength and joy in you as they seek to nurture and encourage their children in godly ways that they will be confident that as it says in Proverbs 22 train up a child in the way he should go, Amen. and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. We're confident in that, Lord. We ask Jesus that you will help our families and our children um, to bring the light of your gospel and your love into the schools and colleges in their community, that others will understand who you are through their good and godly example, and that you will bless them and give them joy as they see you at work in those places. And Holy Spirit, we ask for your help and comfort when there are difficulties in our family relationships. Yes. Yes. Help us when situations are painful and relationships are strained, maybe with illness and death. Lord, we ask that you will bring about change in us and change in our situations for your glory. Help us to rely on you and hope in you rather than in our own resources. Knowing that if we come to you, that we can come to your throne of grace with confidence. Knowing that we will find help in time of need. 
and that we can rely on you as our God and Saviour and our loving Heavenly Father. And help us to be confident to know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we ask all these things for your glory, for your kingdom. Amen. 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 Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. We can move on and pray for change in our work. Some of us, <laughs> some of us, don't include me in that, I'm not talking about me. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right, I think, sometimes. Um, some of us need to change our work, the way we work where we work, or we, we need a new job. And I know that for particular, for particular people here today, for Colin, for Martin, who's not here today, uh, for McDonald, who's now got some part-time work, um, but there are others who, who need work, or you need to get in a, to a better job rather than the grind-down thing you're in now. And there's no, we have no reason not to ask of the Lord to help us to do a job which is worthwhile and that which pays us a worthwhile income. No reason not to. Yeah? So many of us spend most of our working hours working. But work is more precious today than it's been for many years. If we don't take our faith to work, we're wasting a large chunk of our lives. And if we don't find the grace of God in our workplace, work will grind us down. So ask that we be faithful in serving the Lord rather than our employer. That we're working hard for the Lord when the boss isn't even watching. Ask for work for our brothers and sisters. A number retired last year, but a few more will this year, but others need work and income right now. So we're going to pray together. When we've prayed in our groups, Shiju will come out and close up this time of prayer for us in our workplaces. Okay? Thank you. Go ahead and pray. Thank you. Bless us together, Lord. Whoever the people are facing, struggling in their place, Lord, you protect them. Give them knowledge and wisdom. Lord, your guidance needs to be with them, Lord. Whoever the people are seeking a new job, Lord, you prepare a way for them, Lord. Lord, you are the almighty God who is opening a new way for them. A new place you are going to prepare them. In the name of Jesus, we command. Lord, we pray. Lord, you touch them, Lord, and protect their provisions, Lord, and prepare their provision. Lord, the workplace is our heritage, Lord. Lord, bless that workplace, Lord. When we work there, all our authority knows that we are 
the blessed people by your help lord the people want to know that in that place lord lord help us to testify your name in our workplace lord if anyone seek a new new job lord we prepare them for them let them receive your reward your blessings in this year of 2018 lord glorious especially we pray for our uh, children who is fi- uh, seeking a new job after finishing their study yeah. lord prepare a right place for them lord lord never allow them to spoil their future and prepare a right place for them lord let them receive a good future lord and for the people who are doing their business lord in this year of 2018 let it be a great blessings lord let it be a great blessing in the name of you lord we ask this prayer in the name of jesus amen Thank you, Shiji. Change in our church. Our vision mission statement is this, to see the Lord Jesus honoured in Harlow by the increase of the quantity and quality of those who love and serve him here. Or something like that. It changes depending on how I remember it, but it has those content, that, that content. So let's pray that we may be faithful to the word of the Lord and give ourselves to the work of the Lord. We're not just hearers, but doers. Ask that we might be fruitful people, but I think the root to, we need a root of prayer to produce the fruit of, of uh, good works. A faithful handful of people pray on a Sunday evening here. A solid and faithful group of women meet to pray on a Monday. Others, midweek groups, they spend time in prayer as well. If you can't make... Sunday evening or Monday evening specifically to pray, please let us know what time during the week you could be available and we'll see if we can get another group together, early morning, meeting here, whatever. Talk to me about when you would like to gather to pray and see if we can get a group of people, two, three, four, who can meet at that time of day to do so. I know one great church in London who have a prayer meeting that starts 7.30 on a Saturday morning and they're finished before nine so the parking charges haven't started. And some of them go on from there to have breakfast out together, you know, go and have a cooked breakfast. So that's their way, that's their style, you know. They're, they're, they're kind of Londoners and they do it that way. Fine, but let's find the time. Figure out when would be the good time for me to get engaged in prayer. Talk to us about it, let's see if we can agree something together. Pray for growth in prayerfulness, giving, serving, obedience, worship as a local church. Pray for leadership to be extended, for more leaders here. Uh, in all of these things, I'm struck by the phrase, again, we do not have because we do not ask. How many times have we seen, oh, we haven't got a drummer, so we start praying. And we, didn't Joshua just, uh, just uh, I can drum. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> and again and again, we've found those gaps met, those needs met, because we've, we've done what? Asked, we've prayed. We've prayed. So wherever we see gap, wherever we see need, 
for ourselves and our local church. Let's be asking. Let's ask for the cash flow to increase. It's no longer an issue. We're living in generosity. We, we're not worrying about, you know, we can, we can put our hands in the church pocket and give away without even thinking about, do we have it there? Okay, let's pray together. When we've prayed together in our groups, Angie's going to round out for us on praying for change in our church. Thank you. All things hold together, and he is the head of, of the, the body, the church. Yes. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. That's our God. Thank you, God, for Lighthouse. I pray you bless Lighthouse. You bless Lighthouse through... More people in the church that come through our doors, the finances of church. But most of all, I pray and ask you to bless all we do in church, whether it's house groups, prayer groups, and Sunday school groups. But we also need the people to do those things, to be helpers, to take part, to be workers. When we have International Day, we need helpers. So I just pray your provision, Lord, to, to, to cover all Lighthouse Amen. wants to do, yes. needs to do, and, and will do in 2018. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Angie. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. Two more. And we're done. Pray for change in our town. Um, okay, I'll be brief. Pray that the Christians in Harlow may be really salt and light, that we may have influence and example here in Harlow. Ask that we, the churches and the Christians, may find, I mean, that we, we are involved in food bank and streets to homes, and the Christian organisations doing amazing things, street pastors, in Harlow, but there are more areas and activities yet that we're to find, I believe, to connect with and to serve our neighbours in Harlow. Let's pray the Lord will give us imagination and compassion to find those ways we can connect and serve with Harlow. Pray for the local council, for the police, for the fire brigade, for health services. Pray for our schools and colleges and pray for job creation in our town. Um, some of us, quite selfishly, would like to say our youngsters grow up and have a job which is, doesn't take them too far away from us. Yeah. And homes they can afford, and things like that. So we can pray for those things for Harlem. Yeah. Jobs to be created, homes to be built, affordable homes to be built. 
Uh, when we've prayed in our groups, Colin will come and uh, round up our praying for our town. Thank you. Let's pray. Give them space to before we finish. Right. I should have said that earlier. <laughs> okay. Some of us are very eager to pray, but you know, give them some space. We're going to pray for our nation. And uh, when we've prayed in our groups, McDonald will come on the mic and will pray for on our behalf. Here's a scripture that kind of grounds that a bit for us. First of all, then, says Paul, I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgivings, that's a ri- pretty rich mix of things, isn't it? be made on behalf of all men, for kings and for all who are in authority. That includes certain politicians you may not like. (laughs) So that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. When Paul wrote that, the guy who ran the Roman Empire was a vile person called Nero. And yet he says we are to pray for kings and for all in authority. Why? So that we may be able to get on and be the peaceable, godly people that God wants us to be, lights in a dark world. So we have enough freedom to be who God's called us to be. So that's why we pray that way. So we're going to pray for change in our nation. Um, Our nation is changing. There's no doubt about that. How it's going to look in a year or two's time is another matter. But let's pray for our Queen, for the government, and for the rest of Parliament. Ask that as Brexit works through, this nation may again take a different path from other nations with a different set of values, a different philosophy, one of godliness, mercy, and justice. May we be a Christian nation in more than having an established religion. Pray that our nation may change, that moral values we once held, even if we didn't live by them, we at least agreed them may be recovered. Let me warn you, though, that to see the moral decline of our nation reversed would take perhaps a generation. But it could start. It could start with us, the church, the people of God. Ask that the change may at least start in this coming year. All right? Can we pray for our nation? Take a few minutes to pray in your groups and then Donald will come and round out our praying. from the praying of your people. So we pray for our nation. Ask that we ask for change. So we might well come back to our seats and uh, end up this session. So.
Let's return to our seats and end up this session. Right, we are still praying, so let's be seated very quickly. We are praying for our nation, and I'm pretty sure we realize what time we are in the nation. Uh, some years ago, I was made to understand that the Chinese word for crisis is the same word for opportunity. So every day you turn to the pages of newspapers, you hear about all the confusion going on with Brexit, but I also think that we also have a great opportunity to pray for this nation to have a direction. I don't know how much of the history of this nation you know, but as I was thinking about praying for this nation, two things struck me. The great love that God has for this nation. In 1588, the Spanish wanted to invade England. They never succeeded. In 1940, after Hitler have overrun France successfully in June 1940, he intended to invade England, he never succeeded. But one of the most interesting stories behind that was a man called Rees Howells. According to a good number of Christian literature, the story says that Rees Howells was praying with a few people in the Wales Bible College and the prayer the Holy Spirit asks him to pray is that God bend Hitler. God bend Hitler. And so just before Hitler will invade England, God bended him and he turned to Russia. Well, the war changed. England was never invaded. The prayer we are going to pray this morning for a nation that I want to lead us to pray is a prayer that will return the nation back to the direction that God wants us to go. So what, are, what appears to be a crisis because of Brexit is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to say we are taking our nation back. And we are saying, Lord, it is your nation. So let's pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you. You tell us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, that in all things we should give you thanks before we bring our prayers with supplications. We want to thank you for this nation, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. We thank you for your protection over our nation. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for the peace, for the security we have in this nation. Lord, we also want to say we realize we have gone astray. We realize we have taken your love. We realize we have taken your blessings and your protection for granted. And we come on bended knees. We stand in the gap in accordance with our word in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. We stand in the gap and say, Lord, have mercy over this nation upon this nation. Lord, we stand, O God Almighty, in accordance with your word. You told Solomon, if your people that I call by your most holy name will come to the temple, humble themselves, and repent of their sins, and call upon your name, you will hear them and answer them. And so we come this morning. Yes, we humble ourselves. We stand in the gap and say, Lord, have mercy over this nation, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Yes. Forgive us our sins. We have made laws that are abomination in your sight. 
We have legalized things that are not acceptable before you. Father, have mercy. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this nation. We ask, so God Almighty, that you will look upon us and for our sake, forgive the sins of this land. Lord, we pray at this time, King of kings, Lord of lords, we ask for wisdom. Wisdom, O oh God, that is divine. Wisdom, O oh God, that will make a difference. Wisdom, O oh God, that will bring about a manifestation of your glory upon this land at this time. We ask that you be with our Prime Minister, Theresa May. We ask that you be with all those that are in government, particularly those that are involved with the negotiations regarding Brexit. Father, that because we have called upon you for divine guidance and wisdom, that the agreement that will be favorable to this nation will be reached. And that in all things, Lord, this nation will be returned back to you. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, you are the governor of the nations. You are the governor of the nations. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. According to your word in Psalm 67, verse 7, we ask that you will bless this nation. Bless all in authority. Let them have holy fear. The fear that will make us, so God Almighty, to repeal laws that are not acceptable in your sight. This nation that some time ago was a nation that it was said of this country, that any law that does not conform to the law of God shall not be made law. Let us find ourselves from 2018 in a position where the law that will be made will be in line with your word. And this nation shall be saved in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let that church say amen. Let that church say amen. God has spoken. Let that church say amen. My God, sorry. There we make our requests of the Lord. When we've done that, we rest in hope of his grace. We look for his hand. When we receive from him, we respond with obedience to whatever he tells us, and we rejoice and give thanks to him. I'd like us, not that, sorry. June, could you put on the... Uh, Lord's Prayer video. Let's stand together. Let's say the Lord's Prayer out loud together along with this video. I think there's a bit of music behind it, but it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. This says it all. This, for me, always says it all. All right? And then we're going to break bread. I know we're late. Ready? Our Father... Who is in heaven? Hallowed be your name. 
kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Please do sit down again. We're going over time and I don't care. <laughs> We're going to break bread now. I'm just going to bring these over here, then I'll put them back here. We come again to the Lord's table. He set these emblems out before us. In the middle of a Passover meal, he took the bread, which was part of the meal, or the wine was part of the meal. He did the traditional blessings, but then he added these things to make this his meal, his supper. To remind us of his broken body and shed blood, the price and transaction of our redemption, rescue and restoration. But Paul also makes a connection in this way. He connects the bread in communion, in the Lord's Supper, to the body of Christ by adding this thought, we are one loaf in Christ. We are individually members of his body. A church gathered together not just as a group of individuals, but as a body. A people joined together in God. We are not members of it or that or that or those. We are members of one another. We belong to the Lord Jesus and to one another. Jesus' body was broken so that his people might not be broken. That's good, isn't it? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. But be whole. Whole in themselves and whole united together. Jesus even abolished the wall of separation and division between Jews and Gentiles in himself by his cross. So breaking bread is about remembrance and rejoicing or thanksgiving, but it's also about renewal. We renew our confession that we are his, we are bought by his blood, we belong to him. Then that we belong to his body, to his church. Married couples sometimes choose at some point to renew their vows. What I want to tell you that in communion, we renew our baptismal vows to the Lord. When we were baptized, we, if we were led in this well, we declared the lordship of Jesus and said we would serve him in his church and in the world. 
We made those vows in baptism. That's why baptism is so contested, isn't it? You see, our faith is not just words and ideas and you know, doctrines, but devotion and action. We love and serve the Lord. So on this New Year's Eve, I want to take breaking bread to be a time that we re, uh, re, renew our faith, we renew our confession of faith, our confession that Jesus is my, our Lord, and that I live and exist to love and to serve him. In the tradition that I'm sure Jesus followed on that night, Jesus raised the bread and he gave thanks. The traditional Jewish words of thanksgiving are these, blessed are you, eternal God. Sovereign of the universe, who brings forth food from the earth. And then he broke it. And then he said to his disciples, This is my body, which is given for you. Take and eat it, and do this in remembrance of me. Jesus' body was broken on the cross. And then after supper, the last cup of the meal, and they drank a, couple of, a few cups of wine in a Passover meal. We've, we've done a Passover meal before now with Jewish friends. It's interesting. There's a final cup, which is the last cup, and they, they say a blessing over the cup. That blessing is to bless one another, but there's a, cup, there's a blessing that they say whenever they pick up any cup of grape juice or wine. And the Jewish tradition is this, blessed are you, Adonai, our God. Sovereign of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. When Jesus had pronounced the blessing, he then added this. This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And I actually believe that for many centuries, or for many decades, let's say, up to 200 years or so, in the early church, whenever they met together and had an evening meal and bread and wine were part of the usual general evening meal, the bread was always again broken in remembrance of Jesus and the cup was taken and sipped to acknowledge the shed blood of Christ. So that this morning you can choose from two different kinds of bread, real bread, the crackers kind of bread, the, 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 the uh, unleavened bread. And then there's unglutened bread as well. You can take it from the little cup or you can, you can take a big cup. We should have put some tissues there for you to wipe the cup as well, sorry. But um, let's take a moment right now to renew our confession of faith in him and our vows to him. Those of you who were baptised, you remember, you, you made a vow when you were baptised. That was the moment in which you said you were giving yourself to Jesus to follow him. You confessed his lordship. Thank you, those of you serving. We take some over this side, and, and two of you over that side. I don't know what to do with the big bread. You might just leave it there for people to help themselves to. You can take a big piece of bread and Give it to one another. Do what you want. But let's take these moments now, at the beginning of a new year, to affirm who we are, every one of us individually belonging to Christ, 
belonging together to a local church, a body of Christ. That we live for him, not for ourselves. Bought by his blood. And the very remembrance of his broken body and shed blood are to us very, very precious. We do it again today with thanksgiving in our hearts for such amazing grace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Richards. Let's get up and move around. Do this together. We invite you to come and take. Thank you. was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way, the sin that promised joy and life had led me to the grave. I had no hope that you were a rebel to
How convenient, the music's just finished at that point in time. While Chinonso and our team come up and get ready to lead us in a song or two to close our meeting, I have one more video for you because we've been praying and when you've prayed, what you do, you watch, you look, you hope, you look for the hand of God. So there's a video coming up here which is We See a New Year, okay? So you might want to watch this and then we'll stand and we'll sing together. As we sing, we'll be giving to the Lord tithes and offerings over here. Barnabas Fund, persecuted church over there, okay? You know how that works, thank you. Let's see the video, thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. So, in hope of this new year, we're going to sing to God um, a song that says, In Christ Alone. Um, so, all of our hope is in Christ alone. Everything that we desire, everything that we need is all in Him. Amen. Amen. Okay.